If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. I mean, it's the little things in life that matter, right? I mean, do you enjoy when you're in the shower, like just a great smelling shampoo? It's so luxurious. The only shampoo I enjoy is Whey. My favorite is their detox shampoo. It's so, it smells so good, okay? I mean, what more do you want in a shampoo? But their anti-dandruff shampoo is amazing. It fights flakes and smooth scalps. They're both great. Their anti-dandruff shampoo is also 100% clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps, which I have. And it helps keep your hair clean and soft. And I mean, like, how embarrassing is it like when you're out and your scalp is itching? Whey shampoo helps really alleviate all of that. So if you're not using whey, it's time to upgrade today. They also have these awesome scalp serums that hydrate the scalp. I don't know, their website, you've got to check it out. There's so much they have to offer. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I. AI.com. Use code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are in studio in New York City with the one, the only Kempire. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad that we were able to do this in person, you know, with the pandemic. It's been, everything's been virtual. Everything's been Zoom. I want it to, to be in front if, of you. I love when someone's like, no, I choose the in-studio option. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's such a good thing. I got my LA studio going, my New York studio. And wow. I'm like, we are, we, it's, it's time to do in-persons, right? You're really bi-coastal versus me as bi-coastal. <laughs> I am really, I mean, Mia says she's bi-coastal, right? I mean. Gotta love her. Well, I mean, since you mentioned Mia, like we have no agenda of where to start, <laughs> but just, I mean, okay, you know, let's start with this. I mean, I'm so into this Eminem thing. Oh my god. With Giselle gosh. and Robin. That is it. It, it came out of left field because we didn't expect Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant's name in the same sentence as Eminem. I'm like, I mean, are they loving this? I mean, what? So Eminem is just really saying what? Like, you know, I want to protect Slim Shady. and Because, I mean, I saw that there were like, I know you covered this on your, we'll get into yeah. all of your stuff too, but like that he, you know, he's gone after other people that use the word Shady. Yeah, over, it dates back to like early 2000s. He was, you know, he had a trademark for Slim Shady and Shady. And has he won? Like, has he been See, that's the people? part I haven't figured out, but I'm assuming if he continuously is going after people for it, that he has, or they don't see it as worth the fight. I mean... I'm team Eminem and I'm this, I have to say. I mean, I'm sorry to our girls, but like, I just, I'm kind of here for this. Like, it's just, and are they secretly happy? Like, this is kind of a big thing for Robin and Giselle I that Eminem Bravo even, right? might be happy. Yeah. Because, you know, they like any sort of connection to a celebrity. Yeah. Robin and Giselle, maybe not so much because I don't know if they can afford 
yeah, to fight this, I, they have 40 days to to reply. Wow. And I mean, I guess they could just change the name of the podcast. Well, th- here's the thing. I think this is more about trademarking. So it's not that they have to change the name. It's more about they can't register the trademark. They can't own the trademark. They can still sell their merch. Oh. They can still have the same name unless he decides, like, no, you can't. But depending on the decision. I, I don't see them having a problem with that. It's them owning the rights so that they can expand. They want to launch candles. They want lip gloss. They want makeup. They want to do all these things. Girls, slow. First of all, <laughs> let's just back up. Where is the po- – you know I mean? Because, listen, I – like, I, it's, it's not in the TV and film category on the charts. I think <laughs> – no, I mean, it's either not on the charts or I think they're in a different category maybe. I wonder – I mean, I guess I know in the trademark area they were filing under entertainment and podcasting things huh. like that, but I don't know about actual podcasting where they fall. I don't know if it's under comedy. I, I've never am really I being, listened to the podcast. Am I you? being no? Oh. <laughs> am I being shady? I'm, I'm just like girls. Like I mean, we should have a really successful product of a podcast, right? Their well, podcast, I'm sure, doesn't. Well, they're touring. They have, yes. you know, yes. according to them, this season millions of downloads and things like that. So I don't know. Apparently, it's successful. Okay, David. <laughs> okay, I know. I know. I'm so. I'm, see, see what happens when you're here, Campfire. No, listen. I was supposed to go to. The they were here during Thanksgiving. I was going to oh, yeah. go. If I knew you then, I would have called you and we would have gone. Yeah. I was going to go to the Reasonably Shady podcast at City Winery. I probably would have had to decline just because God only knows the Robin stands are relentless. They are. So do you do you come after Robin a lot? No, I don't come after any of these folks. I just give my opinion. Thank you. That's someone, what I someone say. Someone just said to me the other day in the comment section, oh, you you hate. I forgot who they were, they were referring to. Oh, Teresa. And I was like, I don't know Teresa and neither do you. I don't hate any of these people. I don't hate people I even know that I, I might not I might not like them very much, right. but I don't hate them. I say this all the time. They're like this and that and wait, I thought you were team Melissa. I'm like, I am first of all, I am team nobody. <laughs> and like one week I don't like Melissa, the next day I don't like Teresa. Like it's called like look at the facts and I change my opinion. Yeah. It's not like I'm wishy-washy. It's like we go with the story, right? I like, call it twerking on a fence. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? I'm just like, look. And this week, I'm, I'm I don't like Melissa or Teresa. At least this season, I don't like either you one don't? of them. I feel, and it's not I don't like them. I just feel as if they have equal responsibility for the downfall of this relationship and this family situation. Are you? over this season of Jersey? Because, I mean, I'm getting mixed reactions. I mean, with my audience, I feel like no matter what I talk about, people seem to be the most, this particular behind the Velvet audience, the most passionate about A, Jersey, and B, Beverly Hills. Those, to me, with these listeners. Yeah. I mean, they love Potomac. We'll talk about it all. But people get really nasty when it comes to Beverly Hills or... Or, and they, I don't even mean it in a bad way, Nasty. Yeah. I just mean they're passionate. They're very, I mean, the Bravo universe is very passionate. And yeah. to me, that is both a great thing for Bravo, a great thing for NBC, a great thing for Andy Cohen. Um, it, they're passionate, but at the same time, that passion sometimes gets out of control. And I'm just like, look, guys, this is supposed to be entertainment. Have a good time with it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they why, don't. Why, though? Like, do, do you ever, because, I mean, I've thought of this. Like, why? Because, look, we have, like, Survivor, right? Yeah. We have everyone's favorite Survivors. We have Jersey Shore. Are you Pauly D? Do you like Snooki? Like, even look at, like, Selling Sunset, Bling Empire. Like, there's sloppy shows out there. Yeah. <laughs> why do people, t- The Bachelor, I mean, mm. it all gets, Drag Race, it gets a little nasty. I think Bravo fans are the most... 
irate, right? <laughs> like they want you nailed to not me. They just yeah. say you're either Team Rena or yeah. you hate Rena. Like, why do you think Bravo is so right? Like, why aren't why aren't people falling on the sword for their favorite queen on Drag Race? I mean, they are a little bit, but not as much. Here's the thing: I'm not in those in that world you're not in, okay. in regards to those particular shows because I find I kind of think that maybe there is some of that in, in, in that drag world drag race but Bravo's is probably bigger. second I think yeah. Bravo just might be bigger and has more shows and, and Real Housewives have been around a lot longer so it might exist in, in regards to the toxicity that we see in the fan base sometimes but I don't know. I, I think maybe it is a credit to Andy Cohen. You're welcome, Andy. A uh, credit to him in regards to what he's developed with the Real Housewives and how that has really permeated our culture to the point where you're able to have a BravoCon and have thousands of people come every year and look forward to it. So it might be something about that. Right. Like, I guess that could be it. Like, if there was, like, a Bachelor Con, there's only one Bachelor's real pretty show. Big, though. It's that, pretty that, big, That fan base is incredible, too. I've never permeated that just because I'm not interested. It's a whole... It is a whole world. Because yeah. I've had Bachelor people on. I think it's the same as Bravo. Like, you're either in that world or you're not. When I have Bachelor people on, I have, like, huge names. No. No, they would rather have me talk to, like, a housewife <laughs> who was one season and hasn't been heard of in 20, 20 years than, like, the current Bachelor. It really, as and far as downloads. the reason why I think Bachelor might be bigger in regards to it is because it's on, it's on you know, your regular station. It's not on cable, ABC. you know? So if you don't have cable, then, you know what I mean? Like, you, you'll gravitate towards something like that. Who knows? I mean, I don't know the specifics in, in regards to the numbers. Oh, but they're big. It's, like... Housewives, you figure a million is a good one point. Yeah. No, Bachelor's still like four something, like yeah. four, four nine. So it's a lot big. I'm still not interested in the Bachelor. <laughs> I was, or the Bachelorette. Yeah, no. Or you. Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not interested in any of those. But what did you think of since we mentioned Giselle and Eminem and Rob? Like, what do you think of this season of Potomac? Good, bad, and what do you think of this whole Robin? Where we are with Robin and this. You know, it Juan was, and omission and all of that. Oh my gosh. Should Robin be fired? Like, where do you stand? There's That's a lot a, of questions. That, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like this is not their best season. It wasn't their worst, but it wasn't their best. It was okay. There were some moments throughout the season with the mean girl behavior. I, I didn't love. I don't mind Mia as a housewife because she's so delusional. That she's perfect for a housewife, but her delusion and some of her behavior uh, during the Miami episodes was a little troublesome and made me concerned. But there's a deeper story there going on with her. And some of it she lies about and then some of it she shares, then she eventually shares. So there's something about me that's like, what's going on with you? But the Robin Dixon of the situation, Robin, her expiration date was long overdue. She just recently got interesting because of the exposure of this relationship. But I really do believe that Juan Dixon is not the most faithful person. And just based on the sources I've seen and the things that people have sent me in the last couple of years about Juan. I don't know how, what 100% if it's not true or not. But based off of what we've seen on RHOP between the two of them, there's if, if that's love, I don't want it. I listen, I'll be happy to disagree with you, but I pretty much agree with all of that. I feel 
again, no hard feelings. Like I just like, I feel like I have no feelings. I just cut to the chase. <laughs> I agree. I think Robin's expiration date, love her. I'm sure she's like lovely. She, I've, my, I've had interactions with her, which have been lovely. Mm-hmm. I think her expiration date expired a long time ago. No. I think this now makes her interesting, but I do, I personally think it's too late. I, I really think she's going to be gone. Done. But I, I could be wrong. I just think, well, you don't you think watch, so? If you watch part one of the uh, reunion, yeah, and you see the the rapport between Andy and Giselle, Giselle has influence. I know the housewives always say they don't have influence influence over hiring and firing. The only reason, reason Robin is still there is because of Giselle. Yes. The reason why she even had that position, because initially when they interviewed Robin, they weren't interested. So... The fact that she's still there and as a housewife is because of Giselle. And if she does come back next season, it will be because of Giselle. And I'm hoping if she does come back, it will be as a friend of because she's been a friend. She's been giving friend of energy for the last few seasons. And what when they because I don't even think I knew that when they first talked to her, they passed. Yeah, they were like, we're not interested. She was she was boring. And just I was like, no, she's she's great. She has a big personal story. And she really did at the time. She was actually not a bad housewife in the beginning. But along the way, I don't know if it was the audience and seeing yourself on television. You know how these housewives change after, you know, the the Bravo one season. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One and a half. I mean, we have some Miami girls now after one season. We can get into that in a second. I'm just trying to understand why she feels the need to to protect Juan to give us this phony relationship. It really, if if it wasn't a phony relationship, then I'm like, girl, if you are okay with the way things are, okay, but I think she was exposed this the last couple of weeks. She was exposed as a liar. And so I think if you're withholding your truth, you're lying. So that's what I got from Robin. You're not you're not willing to give up your real story. You much rather give us fake, and we get enough fake on reality TV. We, we would like a little bit more real, kind of, yeah. and that's why. Yeah, and I just thought. I mean, look, I feel like it already happened with Juan. So how are we going to cover this now? I mean, unless we start with like the headlines, like Lisa Hochstein's divorce. And we, <laughs> I don't think they. I mean, I just I really feel like she might. Be done. Lose her job. I think it's kind of like. Well, they kind of finalized everything. And we, they got married. She gave us the finger at the end. You know, they talk about it during the reunion. It's. I mean, it'd be the perfect way to sort of wrap up her story, and it will be interesting to see. And it sends Giselle a message. On her own. And it's yes, and it sends a message, right? Yeah. Like for all of you out there who think you're going to reveal something, I just think she's going to be made a scapegoat. And mm-hmm. also, right, her story is not interesting. And yes, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see Giselle on her own. Why? Because I agree with you. I think for whatever reason, Andy Cohn loves Giselle. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order 
or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I know you guys are all staying up at night worrying about Tom cheating on Ariana and now he's with Raquel and what is going to happen on Vanderpump Rules. But we have bigger things to worry about, guys, like the most convenient way to buy beer, wine and spirits. Well, listen, I can tell you right now the most convenient way to buy wine and beer and spirits is Drizzly.com or the Drizzly app. And they deliver to your front door in under 60 minutes. I mean, don't tell me you're watching Vanderpump Rules with all this going on or listening to this podcast without your drink, right? Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery. These things are important to me and I know they're important to you. And the selection, oh my God, there's never been a specific brand that I've wanted and have gone on and not been able to find it. I love that. And again, delivery to your home in under 60 minutes. Also, I love the value. They shop across multiple stores and compare prices to find you the best deals on what you're looking for. So if you're listening right now and you want some beer, wine, or spirits, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Right? I don't know why. Why? Yeah. Well, maybe, why? maybe because she's a producer's pet. She's willing to, to do to do their dirty work to make things interesting for Potomac. And she's the Lisa Renna of Potomac. I literally said that. Right? I literally said that recently because and, and that's right a compliment, now, she, Giselle she, girl. In a way. In a way, but I can see Giselle going too far as we've seen with Lisa Renna and to the point where Giselle this will blow up in Giselle's face. And the podcast is not podcasting like that yet for that. No. So it's not bigger than this check. No. So now Giselle is treading a fine line, but I think she's preparing for her storyline next season. You know, she's dating this younger man from Winterhouse, and no one's interested, Giselle. I mean, do you think that's really real? Like, no. it's real, right? Nothing with Giselle is real. Everything is very calculated. I mean, now I've had Jason Cameron on the show and sat, he sat right where you're sitting, and I mean, let me tell you, it's you, you get distracted. Yeah, you, he's, he's oh my God. Gorgeous. You get so distracted. But that is not Giselle's type. It's not, right? No, no. That, based on, off of her history. What's her type? Not... Someone with money? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. No offense. Sorry, Jason. Um, I don't know if that's it. She usually likes, you know, uh, chocolatey, more chocolatey men. Okay. Um, oh, usually around her age. But look, she could be, you know, this is fun and fun and done. Maybe it's not that serious. I just don't believe anything coming out of it. I feel like yeah. it's very calculated. That yeah, entire that entire cast is very calculated. Who do you think is the MVP? Like, who's your favorite? Uh, I don't have a favorite in Potomac. Really? Not really. I know. I know. Look, all the comments is yes, you do. You love Karen, but I drag Karen too. I probably l- lean t- more towards Karen because she's funny. Like she, you know, despite all of her she's nonsense, funny. she's funny, and, I, and that's why she is a fan fave. I did a poll on my community tab, and over like t- almost twenty thousand votes, people said no. She is the queen of Potomac. She is the grand dame, and she lives up to that more than Cherise. Sorry, Cherise. Yeah, no, me, Karen or Candy Gal for me. Yeah. I love me some Candace. She was I, the MVP of this part one of the reunion. She's, and when Andy's reading Ashley about, like you said, she wasn't accomplished and now she has a recording. I mean, her music, look, her music is not bigger than this chick either, but it no. has, it's real music. Yeah. It's not housewife shit. Her acting, shit. Her acting yeah. is actually really, really good. She's like, really, she's, she's really turned this into something for herself. I don't know. 
what would be next for her. Because music is hard, no matter no so matter hard. who you are. So to pursue a music career in this day and age is hard, and you have to be really passionate about it. So I I applaud her for really making it very serious for her to a point where people are kind of like, oh yeah, she is an artist, and she's touring, and she's making music. Um, I want to see her. Sp- do more of the acting because I feel like that is a better easier. avenue for her just because music is such a, a t- especially R&B music is a very tough genre That's to sort true. of like really pursue and make coin from. That's true. But and she shouldn't give up on it. Of course not. And no shade to her, but you know, everyone looks at certain things. You got to scratch below the surface. I mean, I think this was self-funded, right? Yes. This music. So, yeah. right. Good for you for it. And I'm no shade, Candy Gal, but if you're self-funding something, it's not exactly a booming you know, you're not... You're not making money yeah. from it. But a lot of these artists are self-funding know, their music I nowadays know. because labels are crooks. And they're also not putting the money into black women. They're not putting money into women. They're not putting money into R&B music. So a lot of that has to be self-funded at this point. And we're in an era where you can do that. Yes. Back in the day when I was an artist, you couldn't do that. So we would never have a podcast back in the day as I lose my voice. Like, <laughs> I mean, right. Can you imagine if you're just sitting around waiting? I mean, we might, but not really. I mean, we yeah. not, not imagine? to the, everybody in mama has a podcast at this point, yes. but not everyone has quality. Yeah. So that's the difference. You know what I mean? So I, I would be interested to see what their stories will be for next, next season. And one of the things I said recently, because you always hear this storyline, storyline, storyline. For me, it's not about storyline. I want to kind of get away from using the word storyline. No, we need you to be interesting. We need you to be, you know, entertaining. Because to me, you don't need to have a storyline if you're funny. Karen Ugard hasn't had a storyline, yeah. you know, or she's avoiding her real storyline. But she's entertaining. She's funny. She gets in there with the girls. And if they come for her, she 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 has a good reaction that's entertaining for the audience. So it's not about storyline. It's about are they entertaining? Are they interesting? Robin, you're not interesting. No. I would agree with all of that. <laughs> What about, you know, we said she's the Lisa Rinna of Beverly Hills. What do you, how do you feel about, I mean, Lisa Rinna is gone. We, we all know this. How do she's we She's a feel? fashionista now. She's, I mean, is, do you, she is a fashionista now. Do you believe, because I've had art debates with people on this. Where do you fall of like, is she, like, was she in on the joke? Is she, does she love life now? Is she like, look, I, you signed up. You, you told me to do the job. I owned it. I did the job. I gave my all and now I'm fired. And so I don't need to care anymore. So of course I'm in Paris fashion week and like it's, it's over. Like I don't need to care. So is she truly moved on and loving her life? Like her social media has led us to believe that she is a fashion to quote you and she's loving life or is she just like I gotta try and I gotta post and I'm not leading you this is not a leading question no. is she trying too hard to say guys I'm over it please I'm I in Paris baby honestly the way that she's handled this I have to applaud her because there are so many other housewives that are let go because I know she wants to say it was a mutual decision but we know what that is yes um, but I have to applaud because other housewives have sort of like disappeared or ends up attacking the network. No, she was like, you know what? I'm going to, as you said, become this fashionista, go to Paris, Paris Fashion Week. And although I don't believe her in these interviews that she's been doing, I can now that I'm looking about back at it because I don't think about Lisa Renna like that. But now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, you know what? She That's actually pretty good, because although I know she is bothered 
but this has always been her her thing. You know, one jo- she loses one job, she's just like, let me go get let me get on to the next thing. Yeah. So I I applaud her for that. Look at me finding nice things to I, say about Lisa Renna. I mean, I'm proud of myself well, I, today. I, I'm like proud of you too. <laughs> no, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, listen. I'm not saying she was Nicole Kidman, but she did have a career. Now, I am biased because I love Melrose Place, and I think it's one of the best shows that's ever existed. But, like, she did have a career before this. All I'm saying is, like – so, like, I have a friend who works for, like, one of the entertainment news, like, you know, Access. We'll just say like that. I mean, I'm always, like – some huge executive producer, and he's like, don't ever mention my name on your show. I'm like, thank you very much. He's just one of those. Whatever. Yeah. And that's neither here nor there. And, like, so he'll tell me, like, they will have on Teresa. They'll have on, like, a Sutton. Like, he's like, no, we get pitched all the time. We would never have, like, a Jennifer Aiden or, a, you know, like, the real shows don't take Housewives on yeah. them. They, they, they have they, that stigma. They take Lisa. Like, Lisa yeah. is, there is, she can book real interviews. Like, she was on Hoda and Kathy Lee. Yes. She hosted a talk with Jerry O'Connell. Like, there is, I mean, love her or hate her, but there is a, she has some clout. Now, I'm not, again, she's not Nicole you, Kidman. She's not, you know. Do you think that's partially because of Harry as well? I don't think that hurts. I don't think that hurts, uh, you know? Like, but, she, but like you said, she was an actress before this. So, I mean, was she a great actress before this? That That's debatable. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> think she's getting put in, you know, like a movie opposite Tom Cruise or George Clooney. But... She has enough that, you know, she's – listen, most of the – I say this all the time. Most of these housewives cannot even get invited to walk into a fashion yeah. show in Paris at yeah. Paris Fashion Week. That's hard. Yeah, that's true. That's you a, know, she's walking. She's sitting front row. Like Sutton can be invited because she actually is a client who spends money. Yeah. But, you she know – She bought her way? Is that what you're saying, well, David? Well, <laughs> I mean uh, – listen, honey, I, I got nothing wrong with buying your way into anything. Like if you can afford it. But you know what I mean? Like – I don't know who else. I don't want to pick on like, okay, we'll go back. Giselle Bryan. I mean, I guess just because she's can't. I don't think she's allowed in a fashion show in, in Paris. You think so? Giselle Bryan. She, first of all, we just need her to get her fashion together. Yeah, to be no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like. Then we'll work our way to a fashion it, it's, show. It's hard. <laughs> it's even New York fashion. It's hard to get an invite. It really well, there, is. Well, it's a stigma, which is interesting because, you know, yeah. New, York, New York Fashion Week is not what it, New York Fashion Week used to be. Oh, it's God. now a lot yes. of influencers, TikTok influencers, and no shade to them. Look, we're we're both content creators. Um, but I also remember old New York and what that used to look like. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Anini was one of the first to sort of like break that wall of entertainment where they weren't really trying to put any of these housewives on magazine covers or in shows. So she was sort of like the first to, to kind of break that wall. But there still is sort of the stigma of reality stars where, you know, people are like, mm, no. You know, and also Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is one of the people who sort of like broke that wall of being on these high fashion magazines and that, you know, part of these big brands. Do you love the Kardashians? Really? <laughs> is that a no? I like them in the early years before all, before all of this. This, this, the other. I don't think she's a terrible person. Um, oh, maybe a little bit. No, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Her husband's worse. But um, yes. Yeah. Um, but. You know, we have our weekly chats with Kim D and her seven dogs usually go crazy. And everyone's been asking me, why are her dogs so calm lately? Well, it's because I got Kim an ongoing supply of Nom Nom. Really, true story. And now the woke mob, as she calls them, 
are much calmer. Listen, Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion that's personalized to your dog's needs. What I love is it's made with real whole food that you can actually see and recognize. It's not like dog mush, the dog food you're used to serving your dog. And it has no additives, no fillers. And so your dog is actually eating healthier. Personally, selfishly, I'll do anything to keep Kim's dogs quiet while we record every week. The thing that she loves the best are these meals are nutritious. They use board certified nutritionists for dogs that make fresh food that's then shipped free to your door. Nom Nom also comes with a money back guarantee. So listen, if your dog is not happy within 30 days, they refund your first order. So right now for 50% off your no risk two week trial, go to trynom.com slash velvet. That's trynom, N is in Nancy, O is in Oliver, N is in Mary.com slash velvet for 50% off. Trynom.com slash velvet. I'm not into their like... I haven't been into them since probably past the second season. Since you knew that every word that comes out of their mouth is edited and um, approved by Chris and Oh, especially Kim and now. Especially now. They've been caught out there with their new Hulu reality show. How many things have been so like edited and the timelines aren't matching up? This is how Hulu got them. They were like, not only will we pay you whatever, like we have no control. Like it's your show. Yeah. Let us and they just don't care because people out. are yeah, watching. They don't care. People, I, and I want to know who these people are. I know. Listen, I love the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. I just from life have fallen behind. I would like mm -hmm. to watch both of the seasons. No. I just haven't had a moment. Damn, there's two seasons. Um, I yes. watched the first episode of the first season and I was just like, it looks pretty. I like the cinematography, it's, but it's scripted. It's heavily scripted. Like, and then the, the, the vocal fry for me, I'm like, oh, you're, you're over it. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's. Do you think, like, is Grinna right? We all know what happened. She didn't quit. Like, is this good? Is this good that she's gone? Are you happy? Like, where do you stand? Or is it like, no, she was great for the show? And I mean, they, they just I, started filming. I, yeah, I think she was great for the show when she first got on there. But slowly but surely, she, be, she became, instead of focusing on her own storyline or just being entertaining and interesting, she became an instigator of really like terrible things. And, I think the whole Kathy situation probably would have had more attention and, and fans wouldn't have been so pro Kathy if it wasn't Lisa Renna. Um, but That's Lisa Renna, she's, she's had a history of just, just being a terrible human being taking this girl. This is, this is not a soap opera. These are real people that you're dealing with and real ramifications. And I think the fans really turned on her. And I think that was part of the reason why they all decided like, yeah, let's not do this. Let's, you take, do. let's take a pause. You think the fans, because I mean, I always said no, but after this, I think the fans really missed too. You think they have a real oh, yeah. say if everyone Trust really. Trust and believe these, uh, you know, production companies, Bravo, NBC, they're paying attention to the fans. They really are. You know, especially like social media and things like that and, and things that like your interviews that you're doing and, and conversations that we're having. They hear it all. They yeah. do. And I've heard from close sources that they are. Yeah, no, I mean, I have people that know me and I'm like, how do you even know who I am? Like, I mean, not that's horrible. I just like, I'm not putting myself down. But like, No, they, I get what you're they, saying. I have the same thing. They like, listen, they do. They I got listen. a DM the other day this week and I was just like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, no, people listen, and that's where it's like, we were talking about this before we went out, like, right, it's a fine, you either have to, like, stick to your guns and just be like, if it costs me interview, so, I mean, that's the point I'm at, I'm like, I, I don't care, like, I just, it's nothing personal, no. 
I mean, you're not calling Andy when he says something you don't like. So why the hell are you calling me? Like, this is just what it is. And they actually do call Andy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. They do. And then maybe eventually lose their jobs if they call him too many times. But I have had a situation this week where I'm just like, girl, like, you can't. It's, they're not even mad at me. They're just, I'm like a therapist now. And I'm like, oh, see, I don't girl, like, you can't, <laughs> like, I'm not on the show. Now, if you want to put me on the show, if you want to, like, I mean, give me a page, like, I, I, you on you Jer- I saw you on Jersey. I've been on Jersey before. <laughs> and I've been on New York, too. Oh, okay. But, like, this is just, I'm literally someone's therapist in the housewife do you world know for any a current the, season. Do you know any of the ladies for the Roni reboot? No. I mean, like, you know, other than their announcement, I've never met any of them. Yeah, nope. And it's so funny because you, like, when they were casting it, I knew people in the mix. So I'm just mm. like, that would be great if just someone I know really well yeah. can get this. Cause right, then you can come on the show. But you know what? Then it would be like, oh, I can't and this and that. Mm. They all change. They, they do. They all change. I'm, but I'm excited about the Roni reboot. You are. Because it's fresh and i know a lot of the fans want the you know the ogs to come back and things like but i was like you know what this is actually a good thing because we know look we are from new york so we understand what new york really represents and yes the upper east side is a section of new york but we're in 2023 it would be nice to kind of see because new york has changed dramatically since the premiere of roni Uh, dramatically it's changed dramatically it was was diverse back then but it's the neighborhoods that used to be very specific uh, a certain type you would see there has dramatically changed too it has especially with the pandemic too I'm moving to the Upper East Side. I've lived oh, downtown. excuse me. <laughs> no, but I mean, but to your point, I've lived downtown my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, if you, even five years ago, I was like, I would never, ever. First, I would never live above 14th Street. Oh. Then I would never live above 20. I was like a downtown snob, no. really. And then I'm like, I do spend most of my time on that Upper East Side. It has nothing really? to do with housewives. I know. You could, well, you could, no, why, no, why did you? You can I still know. like me. Um. Well, first of all, I think New York has changed since the pandemic. Yeah. And I think a lot of New York is just gone to shit. Like, I hate yeah. to sound like this person. No, it has. And so it needs to bounce back. But why – how can I say this? As I get older <laughs> – I find that I am – look, I really am – like, I'm a Gemini. So I can go to, like, a dive bar and have a beer. I don't really like to drink beer. <laughs> or I can go to, like, a nice up uppity place. Mm. But, you know, it's fun to – like, I find, like, I like to go to the nice uppity places. Like, I'd like to go out at 6 o'clock, meet you for a drink, and go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? By, like – Right. So it's <laughs> like – I mean, again, I could do anything. I could go to the diviest bar – and stay out all night but just it's like and i mean like most of my life is up there but if you yeah it's it's and i I think the prices have gotten better too on the upper east side right compared to i mean like the west village is like out of control you know what i mean so it's like i feel like remember when i was i for me when i was very young and i thought all those old people lived on the upper east side and they did yeah (laughs) they did and now it's just kind of like well that's okay they're kind of fun right yeah i mean we 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 literally watch these older people on a reality show from the upper east side i'm sure i would wonder what they feel now about the upper east side you know, in comparison to what it used to be, because 
as we said, all of New York has changed and Brooklyn really is like the new Manhattan. I would wonder how they feel about, well, first of all, when they announced these two shows, I was like, oh, this OG show is now, I literally, and listen, this isn't about me being right. I just said like, this is never going to happen. I said, I think this is a fake marketing announcement. I was like, I, well, I think if they said we fired everyone or we're starting over, people would have gone crazy. I think saying we have two shows, people would like, this is, I mean, it was, I think it was brilliant by Bravo. Brilliant. Like now everyone is like, you get two but I was like people don't realize they're gonna do this reboot first which they did yeah. like and then we'll get to the OG show that's really what just happened and yeah. then we had this whole thing fall apart with the salaries yeah which it doesn't it's a whole thing it's like do you care that it fell apart did you purposely offer low salaries to hope it fell apart I just don't think I they don't think care. so I mean at least maybe not for Andy Cohen I think I, I, Andy yes. wants it to yes. be he, this is just expanding his reach you know and what I mean and he let's just call it what it is New York is truly his baby. Like, he lives here. Like, yeah. these are his people. He yeah. loves Ramona, even though she was... Listen, he'll love you and fire you. He'll oh. do what's best for his, you know, $50, 75000000 million, you yeah. know, but... He he has he does have a special vested interest in New York. Absolutely. And I used to love New York, too. It was one of my favorites, you know? So I'm excited about... You are. ...this reboot and where it's going to be. I do believe Legacy will happen. You do. I think it's just not going to happen in 2023. You really think because listen i'm torn about this reboot i i really think it could go one of two ways mm-hmm. right like i mean here's the only problem we have well i guess i mean look salt lake was good for a minute like yeah. we have two to be, seasons two seasons it was great for two seasons <laughs> we have to be open to just really getting to know these new people because look at all the other bravo shows girlfriends in paris and, like oh. everything that's coming has failed everything love match atlanta oh I know, like, (laughs) right? Like, I'm, and I've had these people on my show, but like, every, what else has been new? That new travel show, Looking for Love. Oh, uh, Love Without Borders. Yeah. I loved that. You did? I didn't even watch it. Oh, it was. Didn't even watch it. It was, it was sort of like a 90 day fiance type of show. It was interesting. It was interesting. Do I, Think that it deserves another season? Maybe, maybe, but well, it's I would have. I, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I think, I think I heard it wasn't coming back, and I mean, Paris, I think, is a big oh, flop. Yeah, that didn't rate really well. And neither did Love Match Atlanta. I had oh, those I people on; they were very yeah. sweet. I like the idea of Love Match Atlanta. I like the idea of Girlfriends in Paris. I love me some Emily in Paris. Yeah. Oh, me too. It was a great show. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch the show, and I kept on asking my audience if I should get into, it, and they were like. Yeah, no. And so I was just like, eh, do I really want to get into it? So are people then going to say the same thing about Roni or because it's Housewives, they're going to start it's watching? It's different because there's already a core fan base for Roni and also for Real Housewives in general. So there will be people that will give it a shot and there will still be people like, eh, even though they're not sure about it, they're still going to give it a shot. And you think it's going to be good? You think it's going to show? I don't show... know if it's going to be good. I'm just excited to see what it could be yeah. because it's it's starting fresh. A part of a legacy already so it would be interesting especially because new york is one of the housewives already so yes that's a big part and it's a different energy younger women different very different careers that that we're dealing with here um a little bit more diverse you know from religion to color so i'm like okay first indian real housewife yeah and it's 2023 and this, this has yeah. been around for almost 20 years so i'm interested you know, but once I watch it, then we'll see. You never know. It's look, and I just, I really think to me, it needs to be like sex in the city. Like you need to make New York a housewife. Like you yes. need to capture that. 
you know, if everyone says, you know, it's because of COVID, well, I guess people say season 13 yeah. failed of Roni for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, some, many of which I don't agree with. Like, mm. I, you know, I, I want to see cabs and benefits mm. and like you want to see the upscale New York, but the not upscale. You want to just see it all. Like, yeah. you've got to make I New York take, a character. I want them to take chances with this because this is a new thing that they've never done before with the city. So take some chances. Take some production t- chances. Take some editing chances. Do things a little bit differently. Very much like what they did on Real Housewives of Dubai. Get us full full uh, confessionals. Trust and believe producers are watching conversations like the ones that we're having. Oh, full so, confessionals. I didn't yeah. Think. So give that, us, that's what they did, right? They, what do you yeah, mean? Like the full, full body? Walk? Oh, you I know, like this. So, kind of so give, you notice these things. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but give us something different. Give us something different from not just from the confessionals, but from the experience, maybe breaking the fourth wall a little bit more. People are over, you know, this, oh, you can't say Bravo. You can't say no. Because the biggest housewife uh, a part of these shows is really the show. Yeah. And, the, and these fights are over the show. Yes. I love when they acknowledge this was said on social media or when you were – I hate when they're like, well, when when you were in New York, you were at the fucking reunion. Just say, like, we were at the reunion well, last year. I feel like they're saying that now. They're starting to. Yeah. So I want them to do a little bit more of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – They're like, when we were in New York, I'm like, you were in New York standing next to Andy Cohen. Just break the fourth wall and say it, right? And they did something similar on – I don't know if you watched this because a, a lot of people didn't watch it. <laughs> Real Friends of WeHo. So – it's funny. I was just going to bring that up. So I watched it for many reasons. First of all, thank you for – thank you, MTV. So they were a sponsor of our show during oh. the time that they were on. Mm-hmm. And then I also just interviewed – it's coming. It's not out yet. I just interviewed Joey Zauzig. They were okay. like, let's – so – but we can speak freely of the show. So, I mean, being half in New York and half in L.A., not that I, I live in Hollywood. I don't live in WeHo, but I'm right there. Um, they yeah. Don't, they don't also don't live in WeHo. Yes, also. exactly. <laughs> What so I mean listen, I was gonna bring that show up anyway. You could say whatever you want. I'm just saying they really were a sponsor of our show, but now it's over and the check is cleared, so you can say anything you want. Um it was obviously nobody really watched. And which is sad because I did, did. you like it? I I liked yeah. it. And I liked the way that they were breaking that fourth wall. Love and that. I love that, you know, our community is being represented there and in such a way that we don't see on television. And when I interviewed Love Match Atlanta, they were ta- I was talking with Lamont about how they wanted him to be depicted on that show. So I was kind of glad. I was like, we're all not, you know, flamboyant. We're all not, you know, wearing wigs. Of course, we're getting that on this show, but we're also getting stories like Curtis on there. And I, I he's think the best co- part. Uh, by far. The best to me, part. he was the most authentic. Yeah. He's also really easy on the yeah. eyes, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and his brother. <laughs> and the brother. But... I mean, yeah. I, I look at. I mean, because like it went down to one fifty, and then last week it had one hundred and thirty thousand people watch. Yeah. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. I think their misstep was um, the Todrick casting. Even though Todrick for me wasn't as unbearable as people. Th- probably were going to assume that he was going to be actually he he added certain elements. I was like, oh, I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he did that. I'm Who glad he the shared most that. Unbearable. Um, surprisingly, because um, I never really followed Dorian because he's been on reality TV before. Has he? What has he been on? College Hill. And then he was oh. on something else after that. I can't recall. And of course, he has this really successful, um, you know, skincare line, Butter. Um, but, but he, to, for me, was definitely the most unlikable I of mean, the cast. I I could agree with that. You know? And I just felt like, I know you feel, you felt as if you signed up for something different, but... 
we're seeing a side of you that's just like, why do you feel like you're better than anyone here? I don't know what he think he felt he signed up for, though. Like, he, Well, he thought this was going to be A-list. What was it? Los Angeles or something? A-list? Yeah, something like that. that yeah. So he thought... It, but was he, it this kind of the same thing? Yeah. It was just called something different. He thought it was going to be on Paramount Plus and not MTV. I mean, are these even... Does this even matter? Like, and he also he also made it seem as if they outed him as being gay, and he's like, you know, no one defines my sexuality, which they yeah, don't. I saw that. He didn't want to talk about sex. Yeah, I'm like, but it, it, it all that to the side. For me, he his behavior on the show, just his the way he came around these guys, like you know, yeah, like he was better. James surprised me, you know, last week on, you know, with his behavior. I was just like, James, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, he wasn't my favorite. I mean, it was Curtis really, I don't know, there was something really authentic about him. Yeah. I'm glad he was cast. More than any of the others. Todrick, to me, wasn't as bad either as no. I, I mean, I didn't, he wasn't so offensive, Todrick. <laughs> you know, it just. Not on this show. Yeah, not on <laughs> this show. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, listen, I mean, ugh. I, it's not their fault that Drag Race is cut. Yeah. And it's like, but Drag Race was, is returning to its 90 yeah. minutes after it ends. Yeah. So. I mean, I didn't really think it was as bad as everybody no. says. I mean, I was, I've was i interviewed Brad and Gary separately. I'm shocked Gary even was in the scenes he was in. Because yeah. he's okay to never be on reality TV ever. But I love seeing Brad But you Brad do it for too. your husband. Yeah. I think Brad was really authentic as well and funny and sort of like the mother hen of the group. Yeah. I, I really liked seeing Brad and also seeing their relationship represented on the show because, you know, a lot of people look at gay relationships as, oh, flighting. No, there are long-term relationships that aren't, you know, polyamorous either. And so, Joey, Joey's engaged, you know, Joey, so. I like Joey's scene this past week where, you know, he was with Brian. Yeah, with the parents. Father's going to be the best man. I was like, I liked seeing this. It's been interesting. And look, I've watched a lot of television, Portia's Family of Lies, that was not as entertaining. No. Because you know that they were faking him. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I don't think it's going to – I assume it's not getting a second season with these ratings. I know. I, I mean, I know. I, yeah, I don't – I mean, it's like I almost understood the opposition in WeHo more than the rest of the world. Like people in WeHo are like, well, this isn't really – but I don't really think they were – I mean, they were trying for people that were already somewhat well-known with yeah. some presence. Yeah. So I understand – but like what does that have to do with the rest of the world anyway because the rest of the world doesn't know – Really, like, well, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. And Dorian also was going to come on this podcast at one point, and his team was like, we don't want to talk about the show. And I'm like, well. Then what's the point? Right. Like, do we want – I mean, you can buy an ad for Butter Screen Skincare, <laughs> but, like, that's a 10-minute interview. See, I like, you know, listen, I, I'll spill the tea behind they, – they just – they were like – he doesn't want to talk about the show. I'm like, I, I, why is he coming on then? We, well, we, to we be like, honest, can't do even this if interview. he did talk about the show, he hasn't really been on a lot. No. He hasn't really interacted a lot. No. So to me, it's sort of like, okay, unless you're going to spill the tea about everything behind the scenes, then what are we talking about? I love breaking the fourth wall. I think more no. shows should do that. Yeah. What about, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? No, and I've been asking my audience, should I get into it? And I'm just like, eh. I started watching a little bit of um, Summer House just to see if I would be interested. And? No. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I mean, Vanderpump, look, I mean, Vanderpump to me was the absolute best show that ever existed on Bravo. No. 
in its heyday, mm-hmm. and then it had two horrible seasons. That's what I heard. And this season is actually good, That's but I, I don't know if you should come in in season 10 yeah. having never watched it. What's yeah. the point? Summer House was absolutely the worst show, and then it got really good. Yeah. And now this season is like, eh. Oh, Oh. Like, well, it's, for me, it's like, yeah. what's no, up? No, that's why I feel like I've, I've heard from people. But they're supposed to, when I was at BravoCon, the truly, I, I ran into a couple of the truly original producers, and they had told me that they were working on this sort of, um, they didn't tell me Summer House at the time. They just said, it's a spinoff of one of these other shows on Bravo, and it's going to have an all-black cast. And I was like, all right, and? So now we know right. it's like, going to be a spinoff. here I something. am. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, um... But they, but then come to find out that it's going to be a summer house spinoff, but with an all black cast in this area in the Hamptons or somewhere else. No, it's going to be in Martha's Vineyard. Yes, yeah. I heard this. Now that you're saying, I heard this. Yeah. So and it's already been filmed. I'm I'm really interested to just to to see it again. At least I can start fresh with them. I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah. Like I'm picturing it. I'm feeling it. I know Martha's Vineyard too. Like this no. is that's okay. That can be. They, and they seemed excited about it, but they're, you know, it's their baby, so. Interesting. But, like, good for them, truly original, they're getting another show under your belt. Yeah. Like, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. And you never watch, like, The Winter House or anything no. like that. Is there a show from Bravo past or two that you would love? Like, if I said you could bring anything back, like, do you have favorites from the past? Not really, because I was never a Bravo like you oh, never... no, I would. Now I just thought of it. <laughs> but it's what? never going to happen. It's never going to happen. D-list with the Kathy Griffin. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Honey, there's a lot of reasons that is not going to happen. But I used to that was, love that. It was a great I had to think show. about it. I was like, wait, that was on Bravo. I mean, you had like LC from The Hills and Paul Abdul, like the cameos on that show yeah. were brilliant. I used to love Kathy, Kathy Griffin. I still lo- love Kathy Griffin. I do. I went to see her. Her last lot was after the whole Trump. It was like two years later when she came back to the U.S. like yeah. to redeem herself. It wasn't the same because it was all the whole show was politics. Oh. And I was I just like, I'm not really into politics. And I don't even understand. I'm like a dumb person here. I don't understand half these jokes. Yeah. It wasn't like Kardashians, you oh, know, house. And you know, like people love stuff. her. Yeah. Oh. It was maybe a little of that, but it was a lot of politics. And I'm just like. I wonder what it is now. Some of this is just over my head. Like, yeah. I don't even understand these jokes. Oh. So there you go. Wow. But so that would be one of the shows funny. I would bring. I would, yeah. I would That's a love good to see line. that. But in this day and age, I don't know what's going on in her life. I don't think Andy Cohen is opening the door and welcoming her back. I mean, after she keeps saying that he's does coke backstage at Watch What Happens. I mean, she's not. I mean, people look. I mean, was that? A, never mind. Right. Was that, <laughs> was that that shocking is what you're actually trying Thank to you. Say. I didn't want to say that on your platform. No, it was, it's not that shocking <laughs> at all. What do you think of, because you just covered this recently, what do you think of this whole, you know, Kim Zolciak, Brielle, and Ariana were just in the LAX airport, although by the time everyone hears this, it will really be like two or three weeks ago, and they're like, everything is fine, the house is fine. The house might be sold by the time this comes out. (laughs) Yes, listen, I mean, I assume there's that Kim has lost the house, right? I think whatever she's doing, she's trying to maneuver to probably delay getting kicked out of this house. But it's very clear because there are literal documents proving that this home is in foreclosure, despite, you know, her daughter's denying it at the airport. Um, They sound as delusional as their mom. 
But she's telling people, allegedly, that this is a, quote, a misunderstanding. But now there's more stories coming out about her alleged gambling issues. I saw that. Um, you know, her spending habits. You know, she she launched the Bria, um, the Beerman's Closet. She's selling her used wigs for thousands of dollars. There's there's a lot going on with her. But this, first of all, yesterday when I covered a story recently about her um, credit card bill that has been in past due since 2018, uh, $215,000 that she owes American Express. And they've been trying to get this money from her since then. And they even tried to garnish her wages and her money at her bank. And the bank was like, she has no assets here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I, there's a lot of smoke. I mean, where are you going to go, first of all? And, yeah. She has young kids, too. Like, I feel bad for the kids. It's just like, why? Why was this necessary? Like, you could – she already had the job, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to get this house to stay on the show. No. And she bought this house, I think, for like 800 thousand dollars But then she's, she's borrowed against it. I don't know. I don't understand people who live above their means. I really. And she has someone that apparently her husband Croy made like twenty million dollars. I'm still waiting to see that. Where's that money? That's what someone asked me the other day. I'm like, honey, I have no idea. But I believe you're just gonna have to go live in a much smaller house. I I don't even know how she's gonna afford that. She's so cocky too. She went on her social media and she was just you know showing video of the house and and like oh you guys are crazy if you think that I've sold my home for two hundred something. I saw that. I'm like girl, it's not you selling your right, home. Right, you're not. You didn't. You you, you <laughs> didn't say right. <laughs> Whoever, whatever offer they take, they're gonna take the best of the worst. Yeah. Like oh Erica's God. house went for like seven oh, yeah. something instead of whatever that fifteen million yeah, it was, was supposed to it be. It dropped dramatically. So I just price. think Kim has like lost her house. Yeah. I personally don't know if there's a real show with Ariana in Brielle. Oh, a cutoff. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Like I, I mean, I know I've heard of it, yeah, but yeah. where is it? And who's going to watch right, it? Right, and who's really filming it? And is it really signed by a network, or are you like? Sorry, Shaws. Are you doing what the Shaws are doing, where you're filming it yourself and saying, "I come." Is that what they're doing? Well, Uh, who else? I mean, Bravo is not filming that. But they were at BravoCon. They were. So, but Reza said at BravoCon, like, I mean, we did an interview afterwards where he said, you know, yeah, it felt really like you broke up with someone, uh, and then you were still like you went and slept at at BravoCon. He said that we 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 honestly felt weird, the three of us. We talked about it. Like they were no like yeah no they're not. This isn't Bravo. Me because I love Shaza Sunset. It's listen. I've had Mercedes on this show, phenomenal. I've had Tommy on. I've had Gigi on. They're no offense to anyone, but nobody. You are like filming a sizzle reel. Like you and I could go say we got a show and film something if we want to spend the money. They spent their own money and they hired people to shoot something. Do we know why it was canceled? Because I I think that's one of the questions I I see a lot from my audience. You know, is Shaz coming back? And I think why was it canceled? I mean, I think the bottom line is the ratings. The ratings, but. Then this all happened with Mike, with the whole domestic violence allegations against Paulina. So I think that was kind of like the nail in the coffin. Like, if we're going to have to not part ways with Mike, why are we going in for – but it really was – listen, if it was a hit show booming, they would have gone and brought it back without Mike. At least in the last season. And look, I don't pay attention to all of, you know, the overall numbers and things like that, but – 
the initial live ratings for that show are far better than Watch What Happens Live. However, I I understand that Andy Cohen, exactly, Andy, he has, you know, a top show on the network. But their ratings weren't terrible. They weren't real Girlfriends of Paris terrible. No, they weren't. But no, they weren't that. Because like Summer House, the ratings, they're not. They're like. But then the thing is, it's a cheaper show to make. Like Kyle Cook has even jokes like, you know, yeah, like I think at BravoCon, they asked people like, what do you do with like, what was your first big splurge? And Kyle is like, what? What Bravo money? Like, you know, like they have to buy their own groceries. You know, it's changed a little bit. And like, yes, I think Kyle does well now and like Lindsay, but it's not, it's a cheaper show to make. Like, you know, yeah. And so is, is, um, you know, Watch What Happens Live is a cheaper show to make. I think, you know, Gigi and Reza and MJ throughout the years, the OGs, do they seem like easy people to negotiate with? Like, I think they're all about the money. No offense. And, and also I they think, probably were getting paid a lot. I think it was, I think it was decent. Yeah. Bravo pays yeah. well. Bravo pay, at least they used to. After a while, it could be a real, so yeah, Shaw's is, I, I agree. I think Shaw's is one of the best shows that ever existed. And that's why I love Family Karma. Family Karma is funny. It's fun. It's a, emo- this is their best Way, way underrated. Ever. Way underrated. I just had Anisha on and I had oh, Risha and, uh, Risha and Vishal. They were phenomenal. Oh. Everyone from that show is great. Yeah. They're nice. They give you honest interviews. Yeah. Like, no, it's, They're genuine. It's a very underrated show. It's so underrated. Yeah, I love it. I, love, I don't I even know. I don't even know how the ratings are on that. The ratings are decent. They're, they range in the three hundred to four hundred for their initial live okay. uh, viewing. So you know, you know, ratings go up with the streaming, and you know, so people is that, watch that enough to come back? Maybe I, I don't mean, know. I feel as I, I don't recall the ratings for season one and season two. But I feel like this was their best season. I would have best. loved to see a reunion to kind of get a follow up on some of the things that happened. But I also felt like now that you've told me about what happened with Shaz of Sunset, now I feel like the way that they were celebrated at BravoCon might not be a good indication. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's – I wouldn't go by that. I think it's all just I, – I agree with you. I think it's a very underrated show. I think oh, people that are not watching Family Karma are really missing out. We're getting a gay Indian wedding. Oh, my God. The drama, the – the representation and the aunties the it's like you have these families that are fun and it's oh, like and funny like just naturally funny it, that's the thing they are not struck by the fame or or it's it's natural but what i would want them that's to, the problem with housewives yeah i want what i would want them to do what they haven't done with housewives is end it after maybe six or seven seasons end it yes. just end it not because it's it's boring but let's just take a break do you think i mean so dallas is in the graveyard right oh <laughs> not in the graveyard i mean <laughs> i don't think dallas is coming back if it does it would be peacock yeah they're probably be a little bit more willing to try it on peacock i mean do you think it's just fatigue like should we start ending other franchises ratings are down i mean i'm not beverly hills and jersey's having no. great fucking ratings yeah. should we end other franchises and if so which ones oh wow um which one should we end well they already ended the ones that they <laughs> well i mean look i think to me i agree salt lake season one and two were phenomenal yeah season three to me is one to me the worst seasons were the two seasons of the OC. I mean, I didn't think it was possible to meet someone that talks as fast as I do, and I mean that in the best way possible. Kempire, we are going to cover so much more on our second part of Vanderpump, more R H O B H. We are going to dive into. We are just getting started. This chat lasted forever. 
We have a lot to say, guys, if you didn't realize that. And so does Kempire. So stay tuned for part two of our chat with the one, the only Kempire. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.